0: Block Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, children across the oh, f- it. let's go off script. It's time for. A reality check. The most real talk show on the net is back and better than ever. Covering all and everything with pro wrestling. The current, The past. And especially the future of pro wrestling. We'll talk overcoming struggles from the independents to pros and news from all around the wrestling world. We have no filters, so controversy is always welcome. This is your reality check.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the most real talk show on the net. I am your host george alonso and of course like i said welcome to reality check radio we have a great great show lined up for everyone here on that's tuning in and I, and I have to say thank you very much to all those people that are tuning in right now to us i highly highly appreciate it uh because without you guys we wouldn't be even around uh but guys uh, before i go in and talk to you about what the the, the, today's episode is all about I have to go into my introductions of course And I have to introduce my two Fellow co-hosts here uh, First let me go ahead and introduce To you a young lady Who's practically going to be making Us lemonade today
1: I'm
0: talking about Mrs. Glorious herself Millie, how are you Millie? Hey <laughs> I hope WWE does not sue us for this. Oh, my God. I'm so... Oh, my God. Thank you for that one, George. You're awesome. so awesome. Well, no, thank thank Nick Foley for this, because actually uh, uh, Nick Foley is actually the guy who came up with the idea of giving you guys your own intros. So if there's anyone that has to say, uh, I mean, uh, sorry, Rick Foley. Wow, I was calling Nick Foley. <laughs> uh, my bad, my bad. That, that's my bad. Kind of gimmick, gimmick infringement there for a quick second, but I apologize. It's Rick Foley. But basically, look at that. Now you have your own theme music here, Millie.
2: Woo!
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and hopefully we don't get sued for it. But anyway, now off that, of course... Let's go ahead and introduce you to our other famous co-host, and I have to say, I still say, this is the youngest co-host I've ever worked with, and he stole the show last week. I'm talking about the man, the myth, the icon, Mr. Pipebomb himself, no pun intended, well should, should I call him Mr. Dirty Bomb because Pipebomb is CM Punk, so I'll call him a Dirty Bomb. Ladies and gentlemen, he is
2: a CM Punk. I enjoyed having me and once again. I can't wait for our show tonight. Look, and, and what did you have
0: to say? You know, this this idea came straight from Rick Foley, which you are very familiar with, Little Punk. Uh, <laughs> what do you, you have to say about having your own theme
2: song now in this show? Yeah, no, it's awesome, man. Like, I'm honored to have a theme song along with me here. <laughs> <laughs> I, why do I feel like
0: uh, you both were, like... No matter where you are, you're both, like, hearing that music and you're both thinking, oh, let me make an entrance for myself right now. You know, I'm here posing and and all that stuff. Even though that belt is still mine, little punk. (laughs) I'm just saying, you're just borrowing it right now. That belt is eventually coming to me. Well, we'll see about that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. What, guys... Off topic, uh, you know, (laughs) away from all of that, we have some two great subjects to talk about. We're, of course, going to get you ready for Monday Night Raw tonight, where the Cruiserweights are going to debut. We cannot wait for that, including the new Cruiserweight champion, TJ Perkins, hashtag TJP, Uh, will be making his debut here on Monday Night Raw, and even Florida's own, Lindsay Dorado. Will be on Raw tonight. So big, 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 big congratulations to good old Lindsay, uh, the Golden Links. You know, of course, uh, we're rooting for you, brother. We can't wait for you to be moonsaulting all over the place, including maybe the Titan Tron one day. But, uh, guys, another thing, uh, of course, we're also going to be talking about the Cruiserweight finale that took place last week, Uh, you know, about the emotions of the Cruiserweight Classic uh, finale. I will tell you straightforward, there was a lot of emotions coming from me. Uh, And, of course... We are going to be talking to a Cruiserweight Classic competitor in the Samoan Dragon, Sean Maluta. We'll be here in a couple minutes. I am extremely excited about this episode today. So let me go ahead and ask ladies first, punk. So I have to go ahead and ask this little punk. uh, Millie, what subject do you want to start off with first here today? Monday Night Raw or the Cruiserweight Classic?
3: Let's do the Cruiserweight Classic because I watched that from beginning to end, and it was nothing but true amazement and how talented these guys are, regardless of who the winner was and who the loser was.
0: Let, Let me tell you something, guys. The Cruiserweight Classic, you know, was great from the opening bell. Not one single match was boring. Every match caught my attention in some way some form whether it be high flying whether it be strong style whether it be submission based whether it be you know anything and on top of that a lot of fans like me like you know people who would say oh i only know what's inside of florida and of course what i see on tv we got to know a lot of new wrestlers like the kenneth johnson's like the bollywood boys uh like uh, let me see who are tyson ducks uh, you know, we got to meet a l- Mustafa Ali. You know, we got to meet a lot of new names we've never seen before. Sabre, okay, and Sabre
3: Jr., all that stuff. Sabre Jr. There's a number of them
0: also. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, they were all great matches. But I have to say this. When it comes to you know, the Cruiserweight Classic, one thing that they knew what to do was pull the strings of emotion. And boy, was there episodes where I would just cry. Like, for instance, when Cedric Alexander lost his match to Kota Ibushi, and you see him just standing there saying thank you to the fans, and you see him walking away and saying thank you, thank you, and tears rolling down his eyes. Uh, And then all of a sudden you see... Triple H out of nowhere coming out and and shaking his hand and the fans going crazy is giving me goosebumps right now. But the biggest emotion roller coaster there was ever, and believe it or not, this was my original pick to win the entire thing, was when Brian Kendrick lost to Kota Ibushi. I couldn't help but cry for the guy because it was a situation where it was like a wrestling's his life. And and Millie, you and I and Nick and Little Punk, Uh, we could all feel like that because wrestling is life. And he said that that was the only thing he has in his life. And when you saw him lose and you saw him tear up and then you saw Daniel Bryan going in there to hug him, it's kind of like, wow, this is real-life stuff going on here, man. This is not, you know, storyline. This is not character. This is real life. So I have to say that prime Kendrick part really pulls my strings. Uh, Millie, what do you think?
3: Overall, the cruiserweight for me was nothing but true amazement to see. Well, well, to have the world see these young men who they've never got to see, like, as we said before and, and earlier, you know, their talents, what they can really bring to the, you know, to the table to show that the Indies does have something that the WWE does need to look at, and that's real raw talent. These young <laughs> men or older men have put years, DJ put almost ten plus years you you know what I'm yeah. saying like all these guys have just poured their heart and soul into these careers knowing what they're putting on the line as their you know their livelihood being homeless the whole nine to finally be on that in that ring and show it all and be like this is who I am this is what I represent and to get the name that they all have today like Dorado you know all these all these young men who I've actually had the honor to actually to speak with back at Ronin, um, you know, it was just something for me, it was just I, I cried a little bit when T J won, I really did. Because to know what he's come from to where he's at today, being able to debut on Raw Tonight as the cruiserweight champion is something that all young men and women need to look forward to in the industry. Mm-hmm. Because that just shows Agreed. you that goes to show you that, you know, what you put out always forgotten. You just need to put in the time and the effort, and don't give up on yourself and what you dream for. Because eventually, one day, it will come true. It might not come true in one, two, three years, but it'll definitely come true later on down in the road. And a lot of records, I can honestly say, can can uh, contest to that. Look at Finn. Look at you know Samoa Joe, um, Oscar. Uh, freaking, oh, my God, his name is just, oh, uh, the new NXT champion. Oh, my God, his name just ran my brain. Lord Jesus. Why? Um, Nakamura. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, things <laughs> like that. So, I just, like, my brain was, like, not going there. Uh, even our very own Indies, Johnny Gargano, he finally made it to NXT. Signed something mm-hmm. with Chapa. These men and women are amazing at what they do, and they sacrifice daily—from training to putting on shows to doing you know the whole nine for everyone to enjoy. Again, for those for those wrestlers, wrestling is life, and that's what yep. it is. It's and I and I and I do beg to different and challenge the person whoever told that person. If they ever run across a wrestler without knowing that the person's a wrestler, have uh, their wrestling stakes. Because I, I definitely can tell you, I know a couple of people who show them a couple of things, to, things or two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, no, and and, yeah. and and let me just interrupt a real quick que- a thing here, uh, fans. If you're tuning in right now live, uh, I opened up the chat room late, and I apologize on behalf of uh, Reality Check Radio. It was my fault. So, guys, if you want to go ahead and go into the chat, all you have to do is refresh your browser, and then on the bottom of the all the way to the bottom, uh, you know, you see of course our slideshow uh, as the main part of your screen. But if you go all the way to the bottom, you'll see. The chat the chat room uh, box just open up. So if you want to go ahead and open up the chat room, be my guest. But if you don't and you just rather just listen to the show, by all means, we appreciate that too. So thank you very much for listening in. Now, little punk, you know, of course, again, everyone l- last week that heard you are the youngest host to ever be here on Reality Check Radio. You're trying to become a wrestler yourself in the in the future. How? important, how much did the Cruiserweight Classic impact your life? Because I'm pretty sure you being so young and watching these guys sacrifice body and limb, you were like, man, I really want to be like these guys when I
2: when I grow up. Well, yeah, it it realized a lot for me because myself, yeah, you're right, I'm young, I'm only 14, but I'm not the tallest guy in the world, you know what I mean? I have friends that are like my age and they're like 5'10", you know, but you know, I think I'm still growing, and it look, and and it, it pre- I appreciate. Excuse me for stumbling on there, and I appreciate no, seeing that it looks like it, it proves that guys who aren't the biggest can still accomplish what guys half their size can do, and it really it really inspired me because you know, like Millie said, I knew people that, or we're in the classic and our head to Raw, guys like Lindsay and guys like Swan and Gargano, that knowing to have known them or met them, at least, and showing that, hey, look, just because you're not the biggest guy, you can still do whatever you want to do, and I am speechless, because everything I would say, Billy just said, but I could add a little bit some more to that, and, you know, like she said, you know, just because, like I've been saying, just because, you know, you're, like, 5'8", you know, doesn't mean you can't do what a guy that's, like, 6'5'' could do. You know, it really inspired me. And, I, unfortunately, uh, I never saw the ending for the classic. I saw the I was really tired from school. I saw it the next day, but and it really impacted me. Because, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't even going for TJ Perkins at, at first. I was going for my my buds, either Swan, Gargano, or, or Lindsay. But now, after seeing, but I did see his match with Cody Bushi, how he advanced, and that's really got me. And I think the Classic was a great thing that they did, because now, and I think it's, this should be a thing, an annual every year, only because now they could get much talent from the Indies to bring those to the regions. And I think it it was an outstanding tournament, and I can't wait to see what they're all going to bring to the table when they head to the May roster. Well, I'm pretty sure – hey, let let me tell you something. You bring up a great point that you hope that's an every-year
0: thing. I have to agree with you 100% because there were some – even guys that were backstage of the Cruiserweight Classic that were never used this year. Maybe for the second year, maybe they will be used. Who knows? You know. Yeah. It, it, and on top of that, we have an entire year – to get there, to the next Cruiserweight Classic, uh, you know, and who knows who might pop up in that year, you know. Uh, yeah. Some of these people, like we, like I said, you know, it, I, we never knew. You know, we never got to know who these guys were, like the Kenneth Johnsons, the Mustafa Ali's, the Bollywood Boys, like people like me, Lil Pong. We, I didn't know who the Bollywood Boys were, but I got to meet them with the Cruiserweight Classic, and I was impressed by their great athleticism. You know, it they were a great bunch of people and I really look forward to next year's Cruiserweight Classic. Now, I will say this, I hear rumors that they're gonna they're they're actually thinking of doing a women's tournament uh yeah. the WWE I mean. And I right now I'm going to say this, I'm going to put this name in the hat and say that I want her to go all the way to the finals and win it. I'm putting my the name in the hat and obviously <laughs> <laughs> you know personal reasons, I'll choose Angel Rose. But because I'm a professional also, I would want to say, I want to see crazy Mary Dobson get put into that tournament and take it all the way. Uh, how about you, Millie, if, for, if they establish the women's tournament? Um, I
3: got I to gotta definitely go with you on the first pick um, with Angel Rose, definitely. But um, coming out of New York, we have Sonia uh, Strong, and she actually just won um, her first championship over the weekend, and she's showing some promise back home, so definitely would like to see her go. But if anyone was to win the title, Angel Rose. All right, Rose, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so on the personal level, so far it's two for two. Uh, we're all thinking Angel Rose, you know, going all the way on a personal level, uh, but in a professional level, you're saying Sonia Strong, and I'm saying Crazy Mary yeah. Dobson. Now, how about you, little Punk? Uh, who would you say uh you know you'd like to see in a women's
2: tournament if they do establish one? Mm, uh let's see there are a lot of um okay, like you said, besides because we we all all three of us know we'd want to see her in that um besides her <laughs> three for three probably sue young you know, she wow. i I've I've, I've I've seen her. I want to say at least six or seven times in different shows, and she's a very athletic woman, and I think she would do outstanding in the tournament if she's able to be in that and if they do it. Okay, and we also got just got a message from... Uh, from oh, come
0: on. <laughs> you just want to get on Gargano's good side. Um, <laughs> Matthew's, Matthew just said uh, he wants to see Candace LeRae in the tournament. What a freaking kiss butt for for Johnny Gargano that guy is. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, a, anyway, no. Shout out to Matthew. He's actually one of our uh, behind the scenes, uh, uh, you know, workers for uh, for Reality Check Radio. So, uh, what is that? <laughs> I, I thought Matthew had his own theme music there for a second. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Yeah. I, I was like, it, wait, I, I know my two co hosts here have theme music. Does Matthew have a theme song for himself, even though he works backstage? G- hey.
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus. I know nothing. No, you got, I heard,
1: the same thing you heard. No, you I'm just saying. Good Lord. Like, okay, and now
0: uh, Rick Foley is saying Santana Garrett should be in the tournament. Uh, you know, a lot of people, listen, let me go ahead and name a couple of uh, women's names uh, just off the top of my head. You know, uh, you're, we're missing Veda, a good Veda number Scott? of, we, huh? Veda
3: Scott?
0: Veda Scott, we're missing uh, mm-hmm. Dinah Uh we're missing, uh, mm-hmm. let me see, uh, uh, La Rosa Negra. We're missing uh let's see, who who else am I forgetting here? Uh we're missing Barbie Hayden from you know former NWA women's champion. You know, we're there's a bunch of names that we would love to see in that tournament, as a matter of fact. But you know, who would take it all the way, that's the question. Because, you know, we've heard rumors and Of all these names being signed recently by the WWE, like the Nikki Storms, like uh, apparently a rumor circulating that we cannot confirm yet about Crazy Mary Dobson being signed to the WWE, Uh, it... You know, there's billions and billions of rumors floating, but time will tell. And hopefully they do give the women a platform. You know, hopefully they do give the same platform they gave these great, great cruiserweights. Hopefully they give it the same to these women because, man, these women work their butts off just as much as the men. And I'm so happy that the women are finally getting some righteous, you know, uh, uh, yeah. how, how can I say, credit that they deserve. But going mm-hmm. on from that topic, I know, Millie, you have a huge uh, thing coming out soon when it comes to women and mm-hmm. uh, uh, something that we're you're going to be putting out there soon. We'll talk about that yeah. right after the interview. But mm-hmm. I think it's about time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. who's ready to be speaking with the Samoan Dragon?
3: Oh, I'm ready. Bring it oh, on. ready.
0: Guys, this is an honor and a privilege. You know, it's not every day we get to speak to such a great athlete like this guy. Uh, you know, he's, he's been in tag team wrestling. He's been in singles wrestling. He's held multiple championships. Uh, he sacrificed his body. He has sacrificed his time, you know, to entertain the fans. And there's only two words that I could say for this man, and that is thank you. So, guys, let's go ahead and introduce our guest of this evening, our honor- honorary guest, Mr. Sean Maluta. Mr. Maluta, are hey, you what's
1: there? Going on? What's going on, guys? I appreciate you having me on. and uh, No, we Monday appreciate you
0: taking your time.
1: Uh, I appreciate mm-hmm. that, man. Thank you for the introduction.
0: Man, we we don't we don't uh, <laughs> we don't pull punches here, man. We're all real in, in Reality Check Radio. Like we know talent when we see it. Hence why you're one of our inaugural guests, and you know <laughs> it's it's a huge huge honor to have you on here. So, Sean, h- how you doing, man? Because uh, first, let me ask this very important question, if you don't mind. Uh, I know it's very personal. It's it probably hits you. At home when this happened, but your uncle was actually attacked at the last WXW show by the commissioner at that time, Sugar, uh, which he's now apparently the new WXW owner. Uh, how's your uncle doing?
1: Uh, my uncle's fine, man. Uh, I'm still trying to process everything that happened, but uh, you know, uh, if I can sum up that story, you know, sometimes it takes a while to see who's real and who's a piece of trash, and. Sugar showing exactly what he is, you know, when it you know, doing something like that. So, uh, you know, there's going to be some hell to pay uh, coming up here pretty soon, unless I see him in the streets, and, you know, I'll take care of it there. But, you know, uh, my uncle's doing all right. You know, everything's going to be good. And, uh, yeah, Sugar's a marked man, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, like uh fans if you don't know what we're talking about, it's actually floating all over social media, it's floating all over YouTube, it's floating all all over wxw about uh, the the dreaded attack by Commissioner Sugar. When actually, when your uncle was being validated in the ring, you know, being uh, humbled uh, in the ring by all the fans, and of course your uncle right back was saying thank you to the fans as well, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Sugar comes out of nowhere and slaps your uncle, you know, and you know it was a kind of scary scene because is you you just saw Alpha just. You know, collapse, and it was a very, very scary situation. Especially you being his ne- nephew, I could only imagine what was going on through your mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as I've been alive, you know, I've I've never seen somebody try pops like that. Um, and you know, Sugar's been with WXW for, you know, it, it, the show was the 20 year anniversary, and Sugar was there for a lot of those 20 years, uh, you know, most of it actually. So he's he's about the last guy I would expect that from. But uh, like I said, you know, he, he has to be dealt with just like anybody else.
0: Well, I look forward to that, man, because if there's one thing that should be done, is justice, because that was a very big injustice, and I don't support things like that. I was a big fan of Afa the Wild Samoan growing up, and I felt like that was a slap not only to his face, but a slap towards his family and a slap towards all the fans of Afa. And I really hope he gets his justice, and, and I see it coming from you, Mr. Maluda. So, with that... <laughs> With that being said, let's go ahead and change gears here and try to remain positive a little and uh, start talking about you. So, Mr. Maluda, one thing if I realized about you is that, you know, a lot of Samoans, uh, when they go into the wrestling business, you see that they're powerful strikers. You know, they're whether it be by headbutts, chops, uh, chops to the throat, however you want to be called, it. you know. But you change it up a lot. You you change up a lot of your style. You use a lot of martial arts in your in your in your uh in your process. On top of that you use high flying. What was you know, your mind going into the world of professional wrestling just by saying, Hey, I know I'm Samoan, I know I come from the Anoa'i family, but I wanna change it up. I wanna be different. What was going on through your mind during that time?
1: Well, uh, you know, when it was time for me to, to you know, start working, um, you know, I, I just try to create my own style of, of either stuff that I'm good at or stuff that uh, I enjoy watching. Um, and I'm, I'm a big student of watching wrestling sometimes the entire day, if possible. But, um, you know, uh, as far as the striking goes, that's always been uh, one of my favorite parts of, of wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the martial arts background, I do have. I have about seven years of training uh, for taekwondo. So I think my, my love for for kicks and things like that um, kind of was started there. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, it's, it's always been, uh, you know, an appealing um, uh, part of wrestling, you know, especially when it's done right. Uh, high flying, you know, goes hand in hand with that. You know, uh, I loved high flying wrestling. I loved cruiserweight wrestling. Um, you know, I, I love those guys that that would that would take a little bit more of a risk um, than the average guys, and you know, going to the top rope and doing some exciting things and some some groundbreaking things. So, you know, high flying is, is something I've always loved too, and uh, you know, I, I put it all together, and I, that makes up a big uh, big part of my game.
0: And, and and now that you mentioned the high flying and the cruiserweight, obviously, uh, it, it, you know, I have to bring up. Uh, one of the most legendary names when it comes to cruiserweights is Dushin Dunder Liger. As a matter of fact, he's reaching the pinnacle of his career. He's about to uh, retire very, very soon, or very shortly. It, if I may ask, Mr. Maluda, is that one of the guys that kind of like role modeled you into the wrestling business when it comes to cruiserweights and, and the styles of wrestling?
1: Uh, he, he, he's definitely up there. I mean, I have my favorites, and, uh, you know, there might be, a, you know, a, a you know a lot of guys ahead of him, but uh, I still enjoy, always enjoyed his style. I've actually, uh, you know, uh, I actually got to see him wrestle live at Ring of Honor, um, and I heard he's actually still going. You know, as far as uh, doing some some things with PWG and, and whatnot. So uh, you know, I, I think it's awesome that uh, how much he's contributed uh, to wrestling, and uh, always had a great, always had a great style. It was always fun to watch. Um, you know, he's, he's when people think high flyers And, you know, especially um, You know, Japanese, they're going to think of him
0: Yeah, I have to say that He was one of my favorite cruiserweights growing up As a matter of fact, I nicknamed him the original cruiserweight uh, Of professional wrestling Not to, uh, you know, also forget uh, Tiger Mask and, and Dynamite Kid and people like that But they were more into the striking uh, part of pro wrestling As a matter of fact but now that we also talk about striking, Mr. Maluda, you know, Japan is also one of the top places where striking is made famous. As a matter of fact, uh, you found that out when you faced Kota Ibushi in the first round. Now that you had taste of, you know, Japanese strong style against Kota, is there any mindset that you have that you now want to travel to New Japan one day as well?
1: Uh Japan has is, is, is always been a place where I would, you know, love to wrestle one day, um, you know, and if if the cards, you know, played out right, you know, that's exactly what would happen. Uh, I've always been a fan of, of watching Japanese wrestling, uh, you know, s- since I was a kid pretty much, um, you know, I love and it. And it goes for the heavyweights, um, you know, back then, uh, like Kawada, Kobashi, uh, Misawa, those are some of my favorites, you know. Uh, They were putting on some some um, unbelievable matches in the late 80s, early 90s. And, uh, you know, obviously I love, you know, all the stuff that I'm seeing from New Japan and pro wrestling Noah. You know, anytime I try to get my hands on that stuff, you know, I love to watch it, you know, I love to critique it and dissect it. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just always been something fun to watch. So uh, before this Cruiserweight uh, Classic match came about, I was already familiar with uh, Kota Ibushi, you know, just because of his big re- uh, reputation he already had uh, coming into this thing. So, you know, when I saw my name on there, uh, you know, that now I'm now I'm actually gonna, you know, be able to step in the ring with him. It was just it, it was just exciting. Um, you know, I was just I was ready for the challenge. You know, uh, he's widely uh, considered as one of, if not the best in the world. And uh, mm-hmm. and I definitely I definitely knew all the hype, so you know I was just ready to uh, go in and show my skills, you know, uh, no matter who I was <laughs> wrestling. This, this this was the first time uh, that I was ever in a, in a WWE, you know, uh, type of match. Uh, so I was ready to show out and, and turn up and, and do my thing too. Um, and I've always had uh, great confidence when it comes to my striking, uh, you know, because of my background and things like that. So. I was ready for the challenge and you know, we just went in there and did it.
0: Well, here's my final question then. Uh my final question here, Mr. Maluda. Uh if you don't mind me, like Coda finally fought you on your main territory here in the United States. Now say if you did go back to Japan, if you got booked in New Japan, uh whether it be for like the the best of super juniors or, or what have you, or Wrestle Kingdom would you want to say, hey, I want a rematch versus Cody Bushi in his hometown to beat him in his hometown, like he beat you here in your hometown?
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, as soon as the match was over, and uh, I, I knew what the hell was going on uh, after getting kicked in the head, um, you know, I was I was pretty much asking for the rematch uh, since then. Uh, you know, it was it was it was, just a, it was a great feeling being in there with with a talent like that. Um, and, you know, it definitely, I would definitely love to work with him uh, more if, if I did get that opportunity, um, as well as a lot of other, um, you know, top Japanese talent out there, uh, and, and, and Americans, too. You know, I feel like, um, you know, the world hasn't seen, you know, who I can actually go with yet, um, you know, besides, you know, a few of these matches like Koda and then later on, uh, Hideo Itami.
0: Yep. Uh, As a matter of fact, I won't forget that match either. It happened on NXT television. Uh, So let me tell you something, Mr. Maluda. You know, Uh you have been – I've been a fan of your work since you've actually entered uh, down here in Florida. I remember you actually started in 2008 uh, in Florida in a tag team as the Island Boys, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, So I I have to say – you have been a great, great guy. You, you've established yourself year after year after year, and you're still very, very young. So I have to say on, from me to you, uh, from professional to professional, man, your future is as bright as a diamond, man. And I cannot wait to see you again in the WWE ring.
1: I appreciate that, man. Uh, definitely a lot of exciting opportunities I've had. And, uh, you know, I think I can only get more from here. I'm only hoping for more. Uh, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep working at that and uh you know, thank you for everything, man. I appreciate it.
0: No, my pleasure. So, uh I'm done stealing the spotlight here, so I'm going to go ahead and and transfer it over to uh my two co-hosts here before they kill me like they almost wanted to kill me last week. <laughs> when when I took the majority of the spotlight That's from funny. them So I'm going to go ahead and do ladies first this time around. So, Millie, the microphone is all yours with Mr. Maluda.
3: Thank you. What's going on, Sean? How's everything going?
1: Uh, Everything's great. Can't complain. Uh, Thank you.
3: (laughs) You're welcome. Well, I do know that you're originally from, um, born and raised from where I'm from. You're from New York, um, Staten Island. Now, my first question for you definitely would be, I know you debuted in 2004, um, what schools did you really um, train in and who did you really train with to get yourself prepared to debut down here in Florida in 2008 as a tag team?
1: Um, that, would, that would be the one and only Wild Samoan Training Center um, mm-hmm. run by my Uncle Lafa. Um I started when I was 14 years old. Uh, at the time, it was located up in Pennsylvania, and actually it still is. Uh, Samu has his own school over there as well. Um, but I lived in New York and, you know, Pennsylvania was the closest uh you know, that I was gonna get to being in the ring. Uh so I would mm-hmm. make that I would make that trip a lot from uh especially the age of fourteen to eighteen. Um and you know, I just I, I gained all my experience there. Um, had a lot of uh, you know, guest trainers at, at different times of my career, but uh, you know, for, for the most part it's been all my uncle offer and uh, the Wild Samoan Training Center. Nice, nice.
3: Now, with your debut being out, out in 2004, um, in those short periods of time, ooh, what the hell did just do?
1: Wow. Hello?
3: Yeah, I'm sorry. My phone literally just died out. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Sean, about that. Um what I was uh, asking cool. the question I was originally asking you because um, you debuted in two thousand and four um where was your first debut and um and how did you feel about it
2: um
1: when I was actually uh, sixteen years old, I had my my first real match um through some um some childhood friends that i that I gained from uh Taekwondo karate who ended up okay. uh you know both of them actually ended up uh staying in the business and and wrestling you know, pursuing wrestling. Um, so, uh, you know, we used to backyard wrestle a lot as kids, and a lot of us were, were starting to train pro. Um, so we, put, we we basically put on a sh- our own show, um, brought in a lot of guys from the Northeast uh, at the time, and I uh, got to work with my friend uh, Chris Dickinson, who's uh, mm-hmm. who's also based out of New York and wrestles in a nor- all over the Northeast, uh, all over the country, actually, uh, the last year or two. Um, and then I waited till I was eighteen to have you know to have my you know the loss with New Jersey and Pennsylvania were different, and you had to you yeah. had to uh, you had to be eighteen to compete in Pennsylvania uh, to wrestle. So I had to wait on that. Um, I restarted, you know, had my had my first match with WXW, and the rest was history. Mm. <laughs> um,
3: then I have one last question. Um, definitely this is going towards more of the cruiserweight side um when you got that call from the WWE um for the cruiserweight um knowing that you are part of the Samoan dynasty um how did it feel to know that you actually did it on your own for WWE to call you and look at you you know as a cruiserweight that you really are today uh
1: it was just it was just nothing but excitement when i got the news um, you know i've been i've had several tryouts over the years and trying to get as, as as much eyes on me as possible but you know now I knew I was finally getting the platform to do that and uh you know you can't really ask for much more than being on places like the WWE network and and um you know the WWE's YouTube and having a lot of exposure that I never had before um yeah. so it was just it was just exciting you know I was just I was just ready to go at that point
3: well, I'm glad you took the call because honestly, I have to say it—I truly enjoyed watching you, definitely on Cruiserweights. Um, to see the style that you're putting out and everything, because it's like I, I'm pretty sure if you listened earlier when um we we talked a little bit about the Cruiserweight, you know, I'm glad to have people, you know, who just know about the WWE see, you know, men like yourself who've been doing it for years to finally have that platform to show what you guys can really do you know it's it's truly an honor to have watched you and now it's my honor to actually have spoken to you and you know ask some questions again because you are from the city I'm from so it's it's amazing to have that feeling and know that someone actually comes you know there's men who are going to come out and women who are going to come out of our our state and you know kick some serious ass I appreciate all that thank you
1: uh, yeah, you it's, it's been a pretty cool experience. And, it, you know, to thank people like you for continuing to support the business and, you know, keep watching as much as possible. Of course.
3: So that was my final question. So I'm going to be turning it back over to George. Um, so that way George can be turning it over to, I guess, Little CM Punk.
0: All righty. So, so you know, if people... <laughs> if people are not tired of hearing my voice already uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Mr. Maluda. Now I'm pretty sure you're very familiar, uh, familiar With this young man As he's going social media crazy <laughs> I'm talking about Little CM Punk, so Little CM
2: Punk The microphone is all yours, my friend Hey, Sean, thanks for taking the time out of your day To join us, how are you?
1: Anytime, my man uh, I can't believe I'm talking to the the Most popular man in Miami, man uh, it's an honor for me to talk <laughs> to you, sir.
2: Uh, it's an honor for me to talk to you, man. Right. Uh, my first yeah. question is uh, it's, it kind of mixes it in with Millie's about the Cruiseway Classic. So, you know, the Cruiserweight Classic was a historical event. And how was it for you, the experience, just to be there with guys like TJ Perkins and Lindsey Dorado, all these guys that have gone the same path kind of as you have, knowing that you had a shot and may very still have a shot to be in the, the WWE?
1: It was just unbelievable a lot of a lot of feelings of excitement um and also very honored to be one of 32 uh you know considered one of 32 of the best in the world um you know I wouldn't I wouldn't have my first match uh, any other way to be honest with you uh I was just so excited to have the platform um you know cruiserweight wrestling has always been something I've always loved to watch and I'm uh, I'm just proud to be a part of something uh, special um, which has uh actually you know uh, became something bigger with the whole division coming back now uh it's just just nothing but good feelings man a lot of uh a lot of good talks and, and times with a lot of the guys uh competing in the tournament a lot of you know a lot of them uh meeting him for the first time um i I thought the classic was awesome i think uh, a lot of classic matches in there matches that you can go over and and watch over and over again. And, uh, I was just happy to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, my next question is, um, so what's sort the of responsibility do you feel being a member of the Samoan dynasty? Like, how does it feel to be part of such a big and historic family in professional wrestling? Uh,
1: it's, it's just great. It's just humbling to come from a family like this. Um, you know, uh, just growing up with so many of my cousins over my life, um, and just, you know, wrestling being, uh, just being everything that that keeps everybody together. Um, you know, it's just, it's just great. Uh, yeah, a lot of my cousins, they're, they're more like brothers to me since I have no siblings. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, as you get older, you realize, you know, more and more, it's all about family and, uh, it's just, it's just been great, you know, representing uh, the dynasty and a lot of these opportunities I've been getting. Uh, you know, I'm just happy to do it.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. So as as George and Millie pointed out, you've been wrestling now since 2004. Is there any one match that you that in the in these years that was like has been your favorite match?
1: Um, oh, my favorite match. Uh, uh, if if we're not counting uh, the Cruiserweight Classic or. Uh, or NXT, you know, just for, you know, first match uh, type reasons. Um, I wrestled, um, one of my favorite matches of all time was, uh, my old partner, uh, Mongwe, who wrestles under Jaka now. Uh, we, we used to be a tag team called the Island Kings. Uh, we got an opportunity to, after we split up, we got to work against each other. Um, that took place WSW 2011 in Mineola. Um, that I always I always go back to that match As, as being my favorite um, He's got a similar style to me uh, And you know We've pretty much known each other Since like 7, 8 years old uh, So we had a lot of good chemistry And uh, everything was just flowing uh, You know on that night um, You know I actually had a couple of matches with him But that would probably be the best And that was
2: 2011 mm-hmm. That sounds nice Um Let's see, do you have any stories from the Cruiserweight Classic anything NXT, like being backstage, anything that happened with you, one of the fellow superstars, or anything like that?
1: Um, you know, it was like a week long thing. Uh, it wasn't just the, the night of the Cruiserweight Classic, but, you know, the first round, it was also a lot of time spent at the Performance Center uh, and things like that. It was my, I've been there before, but not at, in a training uh, or getting in the ring aspect. Uh, so it was awesome being at the at the performance center. Uh, they got about seven rings in there, so it's you know, it's just it's just a place to be to, to train and uh things like that. Um you know, uh it, it was cool having a at least for you know, for that week having a working relationship uh with a lot of the coaches, uh Matt Bloom, uh, William Regal, uh even Triple H himself. Uh you know, it was a lot of uh a lot of good talks there and it was a learning experience, um, you know. Uh, I got announced, I, I believe it was a Tuesday, um, at the Performance Center that I was going to wrestle Coda. and uh, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know too much about the guy except him in the ring. You know, uh, I've seen many of his matches before, and I knew he was one of the best, but uh, I did not know he didn't speak English. So, so when I get, when I when, I, when I, <laughs> and uh you know I've never I never wrestled somebody like that before you know I, this was my my first Japanese talent I think I've ever worked or anybody with a language barrier so it was just a, it how it's just it, it's just funny how it works it's my first match ever for for the company and I'm I'm wrestling a guy that that you know only speaks Japanese but uh it's just uh, I I guess it went fine you know <laughs> but uh you know a lot of lot lot of cool things like uh during the week um i think I think the coolest thing was you know like i said uh the guys that i watched on t v over the years now I was you know on a, on a working level with them uh and you know uh, just just communicating with them to put on uh, put on the best show possible
2: well yeah that that is something fun well, I think that's my last question. So again, thank you, Sean, for taking the time to join us. It was a honor talking, speaking with you, and the passing the bike back to George now.
1: Oh, anytime, well, man. And uh, shout out, sh- shout out to you for, uh, you know, being as loyal as you are out out there. You know, hitting those shows up, uh, even doing some promoting yourself. You know, it's, it's people like you. people like you. I think we can never get enough of in the, uh, in the business, especially the Indies, So thank you.
2: There you go. You're welcome. Thank you too.
0: So, Sean, I, you segued me, bro. <laughs> you segued me, and, and as a journalist, you know when when you segue a journalist, they have to ask the question. <laughs> so, so you mentioned Coda didn't know English, and that's fine. This was the first time you've ever wrestled someone with a language barrier. Did you have the yeah. sa- did, was it the same issue with Hideo, or did Hideo know English?
1: uh Hideo he speaks a little bit more uh oh, okay. than, than Coda does uh but you know uh, words or not or um you know English Japanese you know it's just it, it's, it's a lot more that goes into it you know it's just uh yeah the whole you know the whole feeling out process um you know so it was actually you know it was it's not as easy as uh as long as you got the, the experience and the tools you know it's not as easy as it as it may sound, you know uh, yeah usually usually you're going to be on on the same uh, on the same level
0: no and that, that's a good point and and mind you, uh, knowing how you even gave a shout out to the indie wrestling uh scene per se, a, a lot of people are now saying that this is as hot as the indie scene has ever been in many, many years, even here in Florida what's your take on, uh, on the opinion of the independent wrestling scene now that it's, it's becoming as hot as it is?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's great to see, um, you know, especially in, in indie wrestling. You know, so, the times can be rough sometimes, uh, but, you know, the, the fans are out there, and I think, uh, I think the business in a in whole is, uh, is putting is, is in a better spot than, than it was, you know, in uh, the last few years, you know, there's a lot of exciting things happening. Um, there's a lot of opportunities, uh, you know, being given to. Um, you know, I just think the product, especially on TV, has changed. And uh, I think talent uh, is, is number one again. Um, you know, I think a lot of guys, are, you know, it's just, it's just been an exciting time uh, to be a part of it and to watch it. And I think, uh, you know, that the more wrestling that's seen, uh, you know, is going to be good for the Indies, too. And uh, yep. you know, I just hope every everything uh, keeps elevating, and uh, you know, a lot of companies will get even bigger than you know than than they are, um, you know. And uh, you know, I think wrestling's in a good spot right now.
0: All right, and my last segue question, basically, uh, you know, as I don't know if you were hearing before you came on, Mr. Maluda. But basically, um, I, we were all talking about the Cruiserweight Classic and who we had to, uh, we had picked, uh, you know, to originally win. Like, for instance, me was Brian Kendrick. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm very happy that TJP won the tournament, especially for everything he went through. Like, he went through some trials and tribulations. Not a lot of people survived. He was homeless. He was, you know, he didn't have some great experience in other companies that I don't want to mention. You know, it... it, it he went through a lot, and to finally be recognized in the biggest company in pro wrestling was a big thing, so I'm happy for TJP. But my pick was Brian Kendrick. You know, was there any one, like after you were eliminated, was there anyone that you had in mind saying, oh, I hope this guy wins or this, this guy's my pick?
1: Uh, I think I think uh, Bushi was my pick. Uh, it, might, it might be biased because, you know, he's the guy that beat me. But uh, you know, I think he he just put on so many classics uh, uh, in that whole tournament, um, and you know, he, he definitely had uh, one of the, he was definitely one of the most hyped guys. Um, so I was a little surprised when he got eliminated from the semifinals. Uh, but you know, the, nothing nothing to take away from TJP. Uh, he's a great worker. He had a great story. Um, and, you know, he's been doing this uh, long enough to, to have everything he deserves. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a big big opportunity for a lot of us, you know. Um, the, the experience level was kind of different all across the board. You know, you had veterans in there like, like Kendrick and, and Tajiri, which was cool. I actually talked mm-hmm. to Kendrick a lot uh, that whole week. Um, I, I just think it was a great mix of guys, you know. Um, yeah. You know, different different styles you know i i think i think in the tournament it, it proved that you know uh cruiserweight wrestling just isn't about high flying uh the, the, you know a lot of those guys have a pretty strong submission game um so you know it's just um I'm just happy that cruiserweight wrestling is back and i think the fans yep. are going to be uh they're going to be very happy when they when they tune into raw uh every week you know especially on 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 the cruiserweight part of the show
0: well, I'm just saying this right now. I want to see Sean Maluta versus TJP for that Cruiserweight title eventually. <laughs> 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 just saying, because let's not deny it, Mr. Maluta. Your your family has has a history of championship belts. Why not you? <laughs> so, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah.
1: So, yeah if I, trust me. If I, if I get the opportunity, that would be something to, not, only, not only to work with TJP, because uh, I, I, think, I think we can go in and have a good one, um, but also, you know, how can you be a cruiserweight and not not have your eyes on that belt? You know, yep. uh, I, I, I think that belt's going to be huge, um, and it's going to, you know, it's going to be. Uh, I think that's the belt that you're going to see the most exciting matches uh, take place for. So uh, you I agree. Know, hopefully, I can be a part of that.
0: I agree with you. So, I have a question here from Matthew. He just sent in this question. He says If you can choose three from your family, past or present, to have a match with, who would it be and why?
1: Ooh. Man, family's so big, man. I don't even know. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah i know <laughs> uh, uh, god forbid i only know so much i i could only probably put the amount of uh, family members that you have in one hand i could only imagine you
1: <laughs> <laughs> well if we're, if we're counting everybody uh i guess uh, i i've always wanted to work with my with my cousin op junior uh we just never got a chance to um i spent i spent a, a a good year' had in with him all over the Indies uh, a few years ago. that was cool uh He comes down and visits w x w um you know every now and again so maybe maybe that's still in the works for the future uh I always thought me and him could, could tear it up. you know he's got a similar style to me um, man, I don't know. I guess I gotta build a rock in there you know <laughs> how, how could how could you pass how could you pass up on that opportunity? Um, i i would I would say pops himself but uh i, I, I don't know. i don't know if i could, i don't know if I can get hit but um all night long like that, especially from him <laughs> <laughs>
0: well i can if if you don't mind me saying this Mr maluda, one guy I would have loved to see you go in there with because you both have this speed that's undeniable, like you. One thing about you Samoans is that no matter if, if you're big, like Yokozuna, or small, you guys had massive speed, <laughs> like locomotive speed, and, oh, yeah. and one person I would have loved to see in that ring with you is, God rest his soul, Umaga.
2: So,
1: oh man, yeah, you and me both, man, uh, Umaga was special. Uh yep. I I thought I thought his I thought his run was great uh, on T V, you know, the, the recent one. Uh before he passed. Uh I I thought it was great. I thought I thought he brought that savage uh Samoan style back that was missing for a few years. Mm-hmm. No,
0: I, let me just... I'm saying that by... Listen, this this episode of Reality Check Radio can never be deleted. Trust me, I know because I just found my old uh, Reality Check Radio episodes from two years ago and they're still on Block up Radio. These... Uh, you could put me to the bank on this. I would have loved to see Sean Maluta versus Umaga in the wrestling ring just because of the speed alone. Just seeing you both doing the Savat kick to each other... Ah, beautiful. Beautiful <laughs> chemistry. But... Sean, I have to say, you know, I don't want to take up much more of your time. It was an honor, sir. Um, Millie, do you have any last comments that you want to say?
3: Um, I just have this is a quick question, you know, because we do have a couple of listeners that are definitely young and looking in, into getting into the industry um, of the indies wrestling, maybe making it to WWE one day. Um, what advice would you best have for them? as breaking into the Indies industry and you know, and stuff like that, Sean. Like that that's what would be my biggest question.
1: Um I would say, uh, you know, that the mind is everything and I would just tell them all to stay focused, uh, no matter how many ups and downs there is. Um, you know, sometimes there can be a lot of frustrations that, that, that go into this. Um you know, or, or struggling to get opportunities and things like that, you know, just, just, just always stay hungry and stay with it. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's easier said than done, but, um, you know, you got to do whatever you, whatever you have to do to, uh, try to live your dreams. Uh, you know, don't worry about how long it takes or, or, um, you know, being frustrated or, or, or not motivated anymore, you know, just, just stay focused and stick with it. And, uh, you know, show a little patience, and you know, eventually you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna try to get what you want. Um, but you can't mm-hmm. you can't do it unless you try and, and, and stick with it. Yep, agree. That's all, all I right? have to
3: say. And I all I have to say is thank you for you know letting us in a sense pick your brain on my half. And you were more than a pleasure to again watch and um, hear more down the earth than I would ever thought you would be. To be honest with you, talking to you today.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. All right, thank and Lou
2: Punk, any last comments before he goes? Uh, yeah, you know, just to say, you know, but again, what I said, earlier, thank you for taking the time of your busy like schedule to join us and take the time. First interview, you, uh, it wasn't. I you know I normally don't have that much time talking to you. You know, usually because I we I don't see you that often, as I see other people, other like you know, professional wrestlers. I guess so will say thank you for letting us for taking the time to uh, for us to interview you. And it was a great show. Again, thank you.
1: Thank you, little punk. But I have a question for you.
2: Right. Sorry.
1: <laughs> now I'm not sure if, you know, if you're just a wrestling guy or not. But uh there was a UFC event that took place not too long ago. Oh no. I wanted to get you. I wanted to, I wanted to, get, I, I wanted to <laughs> I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. What oh, you say no. again? I said I just wanted to get your thoughts on that on the uh, on, on the UFC that took place a week ago.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, in the end, I you know that I got uh, right off the bat. I'll tell you honestly, I got so much like. For that at school, because you know, leading up to that, everybody was like, "Oh, you know, he's gonna lose, whatever." But you know, in the end, I'm happy for him because you know, he did what he wanted to do, whether people wanted wanted him to do it or not, and he gave all his effort. And you know, and he's not giving up. You know, he's gonna go back. And in the in the end, like he said in the post match interview, Gao was obviously the better man in the fight. And you know, obviously, yes, I was disappointed at first, but you know what? You know, that's it. You know. Like he said, life is about getting down and coming back up, and that's all that matters. Like I'm happy that he could have easily just walked away, like after the fight, you know, not even do anything. But he was respectful and everything, and that's what matters in the end. That he, he that he admitted that he lost, you know, and that he would come back and better than ever. So that's my opinion and thought on UFC about his match.
1: That's that's pretty good stuff uh, i would i would agree with, I would uh pretty much agree with that and it takes you know it takes a lot of courage to leave one sport and and go on another so you know there's 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 so many fighters that have uh have so much more experience from uh you know uh to them and uh have have lost quicker than that so i mean uh you know he he definitely he definitely put in the training for it and i'm sure he'll be back
0: yeah and, hey, Mr. Maluda, uh, with your background in martial arts, would you ever be con- consider UFC yourself, like MMA fighting?
1: Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, if I didn't love it wrestling as much, you know, I, I, I probably would, uh, or it would be something I consider. But I don't know. I, I guess I never thought of it just because I'm I'm just so one-track-minded about wrestling now. Oh, uh, gotcha. You know, who knows? I mean, you never.
0: You oh, never say good. never,
1: man, uh, you know. Yep. You never know what, what opportunities are going to present themselves in the future.
0: Agreed. Completely agreed. So, Mr. Maluda, let's go ahead and do your plugs. Uh, you know, how can fans follow you on social media, whether it be Twitter, if you have a fan page on Facebook? Uh, how can bookers go ahead and contact you for any, like, booking inquiries? And where can fans catch you next live?
1: Uh <clears throat> Uh, on Facebook, I'm at, um, at Sean Maluta. Uh You can just, you know, type in. That's also my real name. You just type me in. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, I'm at SavatKick. And uh, as far as uh, any uh, booking inquiries go, uh, it's Kick 88 at gmail.com. Um, I guess what's next for me would be, um, we have WXW, it uh, has a show October 15th, um, uh, back in Mideola. Uh I think it's going to be a pretty big show. Uh I think besides um you know the ending of the, of the last show, I think the twenty year anniversary was awesome uh it was probably uh, our best show all year, so we're looking to you know to keep that going keep that moving um and uh you know i got, I got some things going on uh, I'll have some more details about me wrestling in, over in texas um in in November um you know, and uh, you just never know when i'm gonna where I'm gonna pop up man so uh October 15th, if you're, if you're around Mignola and WXW, uh, you know, it'd be there. It definitely be a good show.
0: Well, Mr. Maluda, I'm going to say this. One day before this year ends, I pro- or by early next year, I promise that Reality Check Radio will try our best to go up to a WXW show and hopefully interview you in person, sir.
1: That'd be good, man. Come on down.
0: Ah, we'll be more than happy to. Well, thank you very much for all your time, Mr. Maluda, and we'll be talking to you soon, sir.
1: I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. My you pleasure. Have a good hey. one.
0: Guys, that was Mr. Sean Maluda. What a great interview that was! Uh, he spoke to us everything from the Cruiserweight Classic to family to, of course, would he ever enter the USC, you know, when he was talking to Little CM Punk. Uh, tch, He he mentioned a good point. He mentioned never say never. Mm -hmm. So who knows what the future holds for Mr. Maluda?
3: I really appreciate Sean saying that because actually it's funny how he says that because I actually was talking to someone earlier this week, and I told them, they, they told me, oh, never, it'll never happen. And I told them the same thing, you never, ever say never. And Sean made an awesome point, and I love that he did that. Love it.
0: Yep. Yep. And uh, and little punk, you know, I I think a person couldn't spoil you more than than what just happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so really?
0: you really? got a guy, you got a guy from the Cruiserweight Classic saying the best guy, the best fan from Miami, Florida, and then all of a sudden he interviews you. Are you starstruck?
2: <laughs> uh yeah
0: yeah I, I honestly was. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just your reaction is great, little punk. The, the, I ask you the question, and all of a sudden, all you hear is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't even want to come down from your cloud. You're like on cloud 100 right now. To come down, you have to pass cloud 99, 98, 97, 96. But I, I don't <laughs> see you touching the surface anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, guys, we lost a little CM Punk. <laughs> we lost him. He's out there in space somewhere, uh, floating with the stars. Um, where's Rick? Flo- where's Rick Foley when you need him? Uh, did, He's right here. here? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there you. Are. I, I I was wondering if I had to crash a car first <laughs> in order for you to come out. Oh no, I think Rennie's here. Hey hey Rick uh, You know being you are Our security here on the show What what did you have to say about this interview Well I don't know I mean obviously Last week with Angel Rose was fantastic I thought Sean was very Engaging uh, A lot of really cool stories Great questions I think it's fantastic I think two for two for Reality Check Radio Yep and I couldn't have said it any better, so thank you very much for that, uh, Rick. Rick Foley, any, everyone, not related to Mick Foley, just to let you guys know, <laughs> that's just his nickname here on the show. Uh, so please don't be messaging him saying, "Hey, I, I want pictures of Noel," because he's not going to be able to get it for you. Uh, <laughs> but long story short, guys, that this was a great interview with Mr. Maluda. I thank you very much if you're still listening in uh, for lending us your time here today. It was great from start to finish. Uh, but now we got one more topic to talk about. But before we do, before we hype you up for <laughs> Monday Night Raw, I got to put someone on the spot. I gotta give her the spotlight for a little second. Here and Millie. You have something very, very big coming out very soon. I don't know if you're gonna be posting it on Facebook or Instagram or what have you, but you have a big article coming out soon. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
3: Um the article I originally wanted to go out with was um well I got a couple um I've been actually writing and writing and writing so there's going to be a series of articles I'm going to be coming out with um I want to say um every Monday I don't know if I've yet I've already put it out it's on Facebook but I haven't put out the the page that I made for it so no one really knows where it's at or who what it is yet. <laughs> but um, I'm debating if I want to push it out before we do um, our interviews or after. Um, but this article now, it's, it, it hits a little bit close to um, close to home for me. It's due to the women in the industry, um, you know, going all the way back from freaking, oh, my God, the famous moolah, to, you know, where they all originated from to where we can be today as women in the industry. You know, it's, but some people don't like to touch the topic because, again, it's a woman's thing, and wrestling is never really catered to women as much as, you know, as much as you guys are talking with Angel Rose and talking to a couple of other women I do know who wrestle and stuff like that. No one really wants to touch that topic. Again, yes, WWE did an, a nice, awesome 24-hour, um, you know, 24 um, on women's wrestling, but it was pretty much the, their women. But not really looking at what the industry really has. We have amazing women out there. We come from amazing, an amazing line of wrestling women, you know. So I do have it on Facebook. Um, it's not going to be an Instagram thing. It will be a Facebook thing, because again, um, I'm doing an article forms, which kind of looks, they kind of look like a picture type form, because it doesn't let me upload the actual, you know, format. So I have to do like a whole big old spiel. <laughs>
0: Mm. <laughs> well, guys, just to let you know, um, you know, if you're a big fan of Millie, Millie over here of our co-host, uh, <laughs> sorry to put you under the bus on this one, but you know me, I love having fun with my family. Uh, if you want to see her play a duet with uh, <laughs> with our backstage employee Matthew, uh, she just shared a nice <laughs> little music video there. So. <laughs> Go ahead and, and uh, follow her on Facebook now, uh, Millie Cruz, and, and trust me, you'll enjoy it. Just don't <laughs> fall in love with our co-host because she's taken, okay? And if uh, if you try to disrespect her, then you got the entire Reality Check Radio family on top of you. On top of that, a Angry Samoan, and on top of that, a Unity for Angel Rose on top of you, so I don't think you want to be messing with us. Anyway, so with that and, being um, said, Huh?
3: It's just um. I just want just to add one more thing. Um, if anyone does follow me on Facebook today, without George knowing, I'm pretty sure George is amazed amazed at me for doing it. I did a small little mm-hmm. pre show for at least eight minutes. Um, you know, really giving a sum up, you know, summary of what we did last week to what we're doing today. Um, and I probably will be doing that every Monday. I just not knowing what times because I'm still I I still have a regular job like everyone else does. People.
0: Well, Millie, let me go ahead and and tell you something. Can you turn over to me just for a second? Mhm. Okay. Uh, now <laughs> smile. There you go. Smile. <laughs> there. There you go, Matthew. I super kicked her for you. Anyway, wow. so, <laughs> damn, she's spitting out teeth, Matthew. <laughs> um, oh my God. I think I did. Um, listen, she I've seen how big Matt is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I I've seen how big <laughs> Matt is. I think I should be running right now. So, uh, sorry, Matt. See ya. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As a I matter of fact say he's saying so much awesome much. that you lost teeth. Anyway,
3: um super kicks of real people
0: Oh damn, he's uh talking about uh dropping a dab splash. Anyway <laughs> listen, what you what you guys do on your personal time, I don't need to know this. Anyway, uh <laughs> And I hear Rick now just laughing. (laughs) uh, Anyway, listen, guys. So let's not... (laughs) We went from reality check radio talking about you know wrestling and what have you to reality check radio, the porn show. Uh, call us in, folks, and, and and you have your your pick of people of who you want to have a sex talk with. You got a thirty four year old virgin, you got a lovely sexy woman, and then you got a fourteen year old boy if you're into those things. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Steve says no. I'm just on messing. What happened, well, Rick? Steve says no on that one. Security, Steve. No. There were my tens available for purchase, but no sex talk was <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> Let me just
3: drop, <laughs> uh, Let me just let me just drop an RKO on someone. Let me just, let me just drop an RKO. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, this has gone to hell. So, anyway, guys, let's go ahead and and finish up our topic before someone reports us to the uh, NAR or whatever. Uh, Guys, our last topic of the evening is Monday Night Raw. Uh, Monday Night Raw tonight is going to be fantastic. As a matter of fact, it was shared a little earlier. Uh, Thank you very much for sharing this. Uh, Spoiler alert, folks, for anyone that's listening that don't want to listen to this part, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. There has been, apparently, uh, there's uh, a steel cage that's been located on top of the arena today. What does that entail? Mind you, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. I think it's to set up the Rusev and Roman Reigns feud, knowing that they've been mostly fighting on the outside. If it's Rusev and Roman Reigns, listen, they had a fantastic match about three weeks ago, which was extremely physical. And then at SummerSlam, it never took place because it never started in the first place. So I think it's going to be set up for Roman Reigns and Rusev, and I think it's going to be a fantastic match. Um, the Cruiserweights debut today, which I cannot wait for. That's the part I'm most excited what? about. Yep, TJP walking down that ramp. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to be shedding a tear during that part. Uh, you know, it's... And then, of course, you got Rusev versus Seth Rollins in the main event of tonight's program. Uh, we might see a little bit more of Bailey. We might see more Sasha Banks and Charlotte. But this is the go-home episode for Monday Night Raw because this coming Sunday is Clash of Champions uh, for Raw. So they have to give it all of their, their best. Um, there's also rumors. Take this with a grain of salt, folks. I'm not spoiling anything. These are just rumors because, obviously, neither of us three work at the arena. But apparently rumors are having that Paige and Luke Harper are backstage on Monday Night Raw tonight. So does that mean that they're going to take part on the show? I highly doubt it because what are they going to do, especially for a go-home episode of Raw, you know, going into the pay-per-view? Really? What are you going to do with Luke Harper and Paige at so last minute? I don't think you could do much, well, but well, I didn't interrupt you there, George.
2: You could. Stroman, well, finally. I don't know.
0: You w- could. Wait, on, okay, Zach. Nick.
2: First, what happened, Nick? I mean, Nick, no, okay. Sorry, I just wrote. I, I just went went You could throw <laughs> a huge curveball, and the fact that you know Braun Strowman has been dominating competitors for weeks, and have oh, Luke Harper come back as a face and take on Braun Strowman. Which, again, cause it's very unlikely, but just, you know, that could be a possibility. I
3: am with well, Little C and Punk on that one. I agree 100%. Now, the page well, thing, I couldn't tell you where they're going to use her.
0: Couldn't tell you. Yeah, but the, the, here's the thing, guys. If, if Okay, I could see where Little C and Punk is coming with when it comes to the Luke Harper and Braun Strowman thing. It makes sense, especially because mm-hmm. they were both, you know, in the same family, but yeah, the White Luke Man. Harper, I cannot see him as a face. I just can't. He just has that mentality of a heel. So just heel. for the fact of him coming in to stop Braun Strowman, I just can't see it happening. I, I can't. I'd like Not to, to disown your idea, is a great idea because Luke Harper is an amazing athlete, and the guy can make you look like a million dollars. But I feel like that won't be his Place, you know, in my opinion. Now, I, I, oh God, Matthew, stop! You are not I'm stopping just, Braun Strowman.
3: He was. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just he just keeps going in the back. He just keeps going. He, yeah, geez. tell
0: me about it. God. <sighs> Good Lord, man. Hey, get us some coffee. <laughs> I want mine with cream and sugar. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> God, these people. I am I don't want no stuff bear. Are you crazy? <laughs> anyway. So so excuse our behind the scenes uh agent here. Uh he's our booker. He also works with our audio. He makes sure that we're all live. You know, he also promotes the violence between all three of us. You know, so anyway, Millie, what's your take on Monday night raw tonight? Monday night raw
3: um Wow. Um it's going to be a pretty good I I think it's going to be a pretty good one given that um it did end pretty well. Um I had to rewatch it because I fell asleep last Monday. So also was so exhausted for my long day. Um, but to see Rusev have come out attack, you know, Roman and all that, so it definitely is going to be a good one. And again, they just finally need to take this title away and put it on Roman cuz to me it just makes no sense to have Rusev as the the champion right now because it's in the, it's in the United States Championship, and Rusev is not American. I am sorry, I am sorry, but women's <laughs> wrestling, we 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 took it last night, last Monday night. Um, I don't know what they're gonna bring up now. The states that you know, there's rumors of Paige being on on you know backstage and stuff like that. You know, um. I don't see Bailey and, and Sasha feuding right now at all. I just think it was just a min, misunderstanding because they both wanted the title last weekend, last week, sorry, weekend, last Monday. But I definitely feel as if maybe da- maybe Dana Brooke might be might be turning face on Charlotte soon. I don't know when, but I have a feeling because there you know, there have been um, you know little speculations that they're they're throwing at you as to the, the fact of. Dana really about to turn face, and maybe Emma might be coming back because again, the women's division on Raw is a little bit smaller than the women's division on SmackDown, so that's where I'm seeing. Because I know Emma is out on, um, you know, out on I think was back injury or something like that with surgery and all, so I think it's um it's time for Emma to come back and uh, for us to really you know, you know, smack Charlotte over the face a couple of times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, you, you women and these slaps! I don't understand that. Why? Why is it that you you women always go for the slap first? <laughs> I, I don't get it.
3: Because it has more impact. It's more impact. More feelings. <laughs>
0: Golly, Steve, or Rick Foley? Sorry, Rick Foley, are you there? I am here. Can you uh, escort this young lady out? Millie, or are out. Slap me. <laughs> Millie's out. <laughs> All right, so God, man, these women. God, Billy, no, stay back there. Do not stay away. Okay, just sit there. Sit, yeah. Don't, don't, don't raise your hand that way, me, woman. Anyway, stop. (laughs) Okay. So, so Punk, little CM Punk, it's your turn. Uh,
2: What's your take on you know on, on Monday Night Raw for today? The man at raw tonight should have should probably have lots of excitement and emotions at the same time in the mix with the cruiserweight competitors coming in. Um, I think that like Millie said, with the whole Roman and Rusev thing, it'll probably end up having Roman get involved in the match somehow with Seth and Rusev, and somehow the steel cage will take place. Um, well, I'm well, mostly excited for it. honestly the cruiserweight classic. I can't wait to see. TJ and Omdar And other guys like that And now uh, There's another rumor um, I'm going to correct you with That you never really touched there That I just read a couple minutes ago Apparently Jack Gallagher is there yeah, I'm sorry if I mispronounced it But he supposedly is there uh, Even though he wasn't One of the names for tonight So let's see if they do something with that But uh, But yeah I'm just mostly excited for For Raw Now, because, honestly, since the draft happened, I I haven't really been much excited for Raw because, you know, SmackDown has guys like, you know, Dean and Dolph and AJ. So, but now I'm really excited for Raw with all the NXT, I mean, excuse me, with all the Kruzbeck guys being there. So, yeah, Raw should be really good tonight. You know what? As a
0: matter of fact, if if you're saying that, I'm going to say this. Jack Gallagher was my... the f- most funnest guy to watch in the entire Cruiserweight Classic. So, if, if that's true, I am so happy right now, <laughs> uh, and I mean it. I, I've I freaking loved Jack Gallagher. Uh, but okay, guys, it's just about time to end the show. Uh, you know, let's do our plugs and let's get out of here, for we could enjoy another Monday Night Raw. So, starting with Millie. Millie, go ahead with your plugs, my dear. Hey, you guys can
3: literally follow me.
0: Awesome,
3: that's M I S D. Awesome with three E's. Um, please definitely follow me on Facebook. It'll be Millie M I L L I D through. Um, you can follow me that or Twitter. Um, I do do plugs on there as well. Um, note so for you M I L L S D number four four. number four, and then just letter U, again. I will have this up later today, guys, and I do hope you guys enjoy the read. I did put my heart and my soul into it. <clears throat> Criticism is um definitely welcome, but just keep the negativity. That if you got trashy negativity, keep that, that crap at home because ain't no one got time for that. I'm
0: done. And <laughs> hey, little CM Punk, what are your plugs, my
2: my good friend? I. All of you who are watching and listening, both combined, you can all follow my little CM Punk page. Also, like you yeah, have my personal, you can follow my little CM Punk page on Instagram at at little underscore CM underscore Punk. And if you want, you to you is more welcome like my little CM Punk page on Facebook or add me as a friend on Facebook at Nicholas Reyes. And that's basically it. Oh, and Twitter at little underscore CM underscore Punk. And thank you all for tuning in again for uh, an amazing show. We'll see you all next week. All right. And uh wait, wait a minute. These two have theme music, but I don't, Matthew.
0: Why don't I have theme music? Oh, I, I, I gotta, I gotta get my attorney on this. Okay, guys. So make sure you tune. This is so bad. You know what, Millie? I'm using, I'm stealing yours. To hell with this, because you, Matthew. <laughs> the awesome- Anyway, so, ah, that feels better. Okay, it's not fair. I don't have my own theme song. So, anyway, guys, make sure you tune in next week to Reality Check Radio. Again, at the same time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be right back. We'll be talking more Monday Night Raw and, of course, any kind of news that are happening in the world of professional wrestling. And next week, we will be having legendary referee on the show. Uh, We are all very familiar with him. Of course, I'm talking about a man that's been in the wrestling business for over three decades. I'm talking about Bruce Owens will be on the show. And special announcement, guys, none other than next week, guys, we've got a very special announcement. ICW owner and Lucha Fest 4 promoter, George Scorpio Portuondo. We'll be making appearance here next week on Reality Check Radio. Cannot wait to speak with him about Lucha Fest 4, where our friend, Angel Rose, will be going for the ICW Heavyweight Championship for the first time. First female to ever go after a heavyweight championship against Mike Monroe. We'll be talking to the promoter next week on this very program. Next week is definitely not a show to miss. But guys, for everyone here on Reality Check Radio. No, I'm not telling you to stay glorious because, yes, I am risking Sue here. I don't care, though, because we're real. Guys, for everyone here on Reality Trick Radio, I say good night, be safe, enjoy Monday Night Raw, but most importantly, stay real. Good night, folks. Thank you all for joining us. Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio and get your dose of Reality Check.